as spring is slowly making its way into the area, we are starting to notice an increase in dogs running away from home, seeing the dogs on Facebook pages, saying the dog is missing, or just the annoying reoccurring dog that continues to run away. So on this episode, I wanted to talk about six reasons why your dog might be running away from home. Let's talk about it next. Okay, deep breath, inhale, exhale. This is a podcast episode that I was not planning on doing this week. It wasn't even in my mind to do it until I had a repeat offender running away from home in the area and I went, oh my God. And I started looking at the Facebook pages and oh my God, dogs are starting to run away. Dogs run away a lot already in my area, but I'm seeing an uptick in it. I'm seeing a lot of repeat offenders. And I said, you know what? We did an episode a while ago that was very similar to what I'm going to talk about, but not exactly what I'm about to talk about. And it covered some of the stuff. You can go back. It was a while ago, maybe a year and a half or so ago. But I feel like it's a good time to revisit some of this stuff anyways. Um, So, This is going to be educational. It's also going to be a little ranty. Um, So buckle up. Hopefully it doesn't uh, get too sidelined. We can stay on track. I want to cover six reasons today on why your dog is running away. And we're going to talk about possibly how to deal with it. Not possibly. We are going to talk about the biggest way to keep your dog from running away. At least a couple of them whatever. Anyways, hey everybody, this is Jake from On Dog Training Academy. Welcome to this week's podcast episode of the Learn Laugh Bark podcast. Uh, If you're interested in dog training, online dog training, if you need one-on-one help, ondogtrainingacademy.com is where uh, we are located. That's our website. Check us out there. You can schedule your, your virtual lessons right through that. We also have a course you can check out. We have some free webinars you can check out. We've got some good info there for everybody. So check us out on dogtrainingacademy.com. Also, if you've been listening, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> if you've been listening and you're like, hey, you haven't really been doing as many podcasts as you had before, you are correct. I've been a little bit busy. I've been going on other people's podcasts, doing a lot of talking. So if you miss my voice, I don't know why you would, but if you end up missing my voice and you'd like to hear me, definitely go to ondogtrainingacademy.com, click on our podcast. You're going to see a list of podcasts, and it's going to continue to grow, of podcasts from other people that I have gone on as a guest um, speaker on. And I've talked about a lot of different things, from running, camping, uh, to parenting, that's been a big one, Um, and a lot of different topics. So, If you want to hear some more information, definitely check out those other people's podcasts. Those are all linked on our website on dogtrainingacademy.com. And I've also been sharing them on social media as they are published. But without further ado, let's get into this week's topic, running away from home and why, 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 why? First off, this isn't one of the reasons. It's starting to become spring. Now we live in Minnesota, spring in quotations, because as I'm as I'm recording this, I'll look out my window right now. Ugh, 
it is snowing extremely hard and it just won't go away snowing snowing always snowing i just wish it would stop and get warm and sunny and so we can enjoy the nice weather with that being said though the nice weather is starting to come temperatures are starting to increase which means people are letting their dogs outside more and dogs are wanting to be outside more and dogs are also wanting to venture off further away from home So let's talk about six reasons why your dog is running away from home, and then we'll talk about some things that you can possibly do to fix it, alleviate it, help with it, something. The first one is a big one. This is a fear. Just your dog is afraid, right? So your dog hears a loud noise, something happens, your dog's scared, your dog runs away. Fight or flight is a real thing for dogs. You've heard of it. I know you have fight or flight and a lot of times dogs are going to want to run away if something spooks them if they're scared and it could be something as simple as a loud noise in the area maybe a train made a noise maybe maybe uh uh, i don't know there was thunder lightning something a car backfired a gunshot a firework something spooked your dog and your dog said oh my god i need to get away and they decided to just flee run 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 and they're going to run till they feel safe. And sometimes that can be miles. So that is, that is to me, an extremely big reason. And, and you're going to see, and this might be where this episode came from before. And we'll do one for it because I think doing one every year is important. Fourth of July, fireworks, all that stuff. You see missing dogs on July 5th or late July 4th, but especially July 5th. People posting, I can't find my dog. It ran away, blah, blah, blah. Because fight or flight happened when those fireworks went off, and they're like, I can't fight this, I'm gone, and they ran away. So, anyways, so that is the first one. The next one, separation anxiety. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of dogs that suffer from separation anxiety. They don't want to be away from you. So when they when you're when you leave, when you pull out of the driveway, when you drive away, whatever, your dog wants to try and go find you. And they they're like, okay, well. He went this way, so they run this way. Or they don't even know. They're just like, I'm going to start running and looking for him. So separation anxiety definitely is something that that um, you should work on, on improving. But at the same time, making sure your dog is safe and contained if you're going to leave them and not allow them to be outside. The next one, and this is a <clears throat> big one, is mating instinct. And I don't care if it's a male or a female. When... The dog says, I think it's time, or the male says, I smell something, or I would like to find something, they will go seek it out, and they don't care what road they cross, they don't care what what swamp they have to, to go through. We had a dog one year, and ironically, a couple of my stories today that I'll talk about involve a yellow lab, not the same one, but there was a yellow lab, lived about two and a half miles as a crow flies from our house. Uh, dog in the neighborhood came into heat and that dog kept popping up into our yard now the only way or into our development and then being the dog trainer they'd always bring us a dog is this your dog no we obviously keep our dogs contained and controlled so no it wasn't but after a while i'm like nope but i know who the dog is i know where they live i'll just take them home and um and that dog would smell the in heat female from two and a half miles away and he would come looking for her and then once he knew she was around he wouldn't stop coming to look for her. And the owners, and we'll get into this later, thought, he's home. I'll just watch him and keep him here. You need to understand something when it comes to dogs and mating instincts. It's going to trump a ton of your training 
if your training is not good. If your dog is already disobedient in certain ways, then the likelihood that they're going to suddenly listen better or listen to even the same level they were before when the mating instinct stuff starts to kick in, when he knows there's a female in heat that he could go check out, good luck. It's probably not going to happen. You need to make sure you're confining or getting good control of your dog because that stuff is bad. And that dog kept coming, and all of a sudden, one day, the dog stopped coming. So I don't know. The people, owners, seemed very frustrated with the dog. So either A, they did the right thing, and they took control, and now they watch the dog and keep him isolated, or they got rid of him. I do not know. I do not know. That was years ago. The other one is hunting instincts. I mean, how many of your dogs love to chase squirrels, rabbits, deer, any of those things? Go hunting for mice, gophers, all those different animals, right? When that hunt, that hunt instinct kicks in, that dog doesn't care. Again, what road he's going to run, run through. If he has the ability to chase a rabbit, just the fact, just the ability of chasing a rabbit is, is fun for, for the dog, right? Like, just that chasing is fun for them to do. So, it, it becomes very difficult. You know, hunting is simply fun for them. That's it. It's as easy as that. It's fun. It's instincts. It's instincts. It's just they feel like, okay, I got to go do this, right? The next one, so we're up to number five, is boredom. Now, with boredom, this one is preventable to a degree. It is preventable, but we'll talk about all that in a little bit. It's preventable. But boredom, dogs just are like, you know what? This is stupid. I've been in my yard all day. I'm done with being in my yard. There ain't nothing going on. I'm going to go investigate something else or... I see the dog, neighbor dog came home. I'm going to go visit them or, or whatever. They're naturally curious animals. So it doesn't surprise me that dogs are like, they get bored and they're like, you know what? I'm, I want to go check something else out. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. And again, most dogs don't have an understanding of what roads mean, what, what thin ice means in the spring or in the fall, winter. They don't know. They just know I want to get to a certain place and I'm going to go and check this thing out. You know, and like I said, they're just, they're naturally curious animals. Um, and so that, that's something to also be mindful of. And the last one is unfamiliar surroundings. This would be you take your dog somewhere, they get out of the car, they get loose on you, and they're afraid. Again, I think this kind of leans into your fight or flight where the dog gets scared and they're like, I don't know where I am, so I'm going to run till I find something I'm familiar with. And that could be forever. Who knows? You know, so... You just have to be very careful with them and be safe with them. Also, keep in mind that there are some dog breeds that are more susceptible to running away. I We used to have a Basset Hound. Now, he wouldn't run away, but when he got on a scent, it was very hard to get him off that scent, and he would go and go and go and go. And you'd almost have to like catch up to him and tap him on the butt and be like, dude, where are you going? And he'd be like, oh, I didn't hear you back there. And he'd then come back around. But when you have dogs like terriers, they're hunting dogs, right? Pointers, hunting dogs. You know, the dog the dog I just mentioned, the yellow labs, these are certain dogs that are bred to hunt and find and seek things. And so, yeah. And you also have dogs who, who are just naturally more drivey that just want to go work and find stuff. So the first thing we'll talk about is what you should do when your dog runs away. Don't panic, for one, although my dogs never run away, 
and I have a feeling if he did, I would probably panic. Um, try to stay calm and think about where your dog might have gone, what direction they might have gone, and start to do. I do like a. I say I do because I've helped some of our neighbors locate their dogs. I start close to the house and I basically start to spiral out of there. I just keep going around and I continue to make my, whether it's going down different roads or, or walking or whatever, I make my perimeter wider and wider and wider for, cause for all we know, the dog just went to go visit the neighbor two houses down to sniff their chickens or something. I don't know. So that is the first thing I want to do. Obviously if that doesn't work, Posting on social media, although it annoys people, including myself, um, that is a good place to go because you're putting your dog's face out where there are a lot of eyeballs, and we want them to be seen. You can also, if it starts to get too long, you can also put out uh, flyers, put those like garage sale sign type stuff, flyers of your dog missing, um, and and just try to do what you can to find them. Putting things outside that smell like you putting food outside to maybe lure them back. Those are all things that could possibly do to help get your dog back. But this is less of an episode about how to get your dog back and more of an episode about why your dog's running away and how are you going to keep them at home. So, story time, everybody. The reason this episode became the one I decided to do today is because two days ago, I had a dog in my front yard. And this is a dog that I knew from previous visits, and he was in my front yard. And so I stepped outside, and his name was Hank. And I went, Hank, what are you doing here? And Hank was excited to see me because that's Hank. He's a yellow lab. And he went, hey, what's up? He's old. I don't know how old he is. I don't talk to the owners that much because I'm not happy with them. But Hank showed up. And he's got to be, I'm guessing, 12, right around that age. I load him up in the car. I said, I think I know who your owners are. I did. Brought him home. The whole time, by the way, I should say, his yard collar, which at least they had that on, was loose, extremely loose, to where contacts weren't touching the dog. And it was beeping uncontrollably because it was pissed that he crossed the line, but clearly wasn't functioning. So tip number one, if you're going to use yard collars, A, make sure they're charged. This one was. But B, make sure it's tight enough and at a level that's going to impact or affect your dog. Because if you have it on them and all it does is beep and becomes obnoxious, your dog's going to just tune it out like he did. And I think he's also partly deaf. And they're going to just go on with their life. But Hank showed up. I brought the dog home. I said, hey. And this, keep in mind, I would say... From my house to this person's house has got to be, I'm going to say at least a half a mile or so. I'll say half a mile. It's a half a mile away from our house. So this dog wasn't gone for a short period of time because it's not like he just ran to our yard. He moseyed his way across the busy highway. He moseyed his way through yards sniffing because there's some other dogs on the way. And he ended up in our yard, which my guess means he was out for at least an hour. Just making his way down the road, making his way towards us. And it's not even just a straight road. He had to cross through yards and stuff. So when I get home, when I get to his house, I knock on the door and I said, are you missing a dog? The owner looked at me and goes, I hope not. And looks backyard. I said, your dog, old yellow lab, wearing a yard collar. He goes, yep. I said, I think I have him. 
He had no idea. He had no idea. And you know what? I understand mistakes happen and things happen, but he didn't know. That means he left his dog outside unattended on their own for at least, my guess, would be an hour. And this is the problem, though. If this was a one-off, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Let's fast forward to today. And then we'll rewind again, but let's fast forward to today. I look on Facebook. Oh, in my community, whose dog is this? Someone picked it up on the highway and was afraid they were going to hit it. I look. I went, oh, that's Hank. Of course. So then the person brings Hank to the vet. The vet posts, who is this? So I contact them. I said, this is who owns Hank. This is not the first time he's gone out. And now suddenly this is what prompted my my doing this. My fuse has run out. Because Hank was also a visitor previously, not that long ago, in our, in our neighborhood. Someone else picked him up. Hank has been at my house in the middle of the night to the point where he... I had my flashlight on, I turned, and he was on the other side of the fence, and I went, holy crap, and I screamed, and he got scared and ran away, thankfully they were able to find him, but he is a runner, he's not even a runner, he's a mosier, he just goes and ventures off and just kind of sniffs around and doesn't care, and this is not Hank's fault, I don't hate Hank, I actually like Hank, he is a funny old lab. But his owners are being so irresponsible and so negligent to what he is doing. They know he has a history of running away. But what do they do? Slap a collar on him, put him outside, he's fine. You don't check on him. You don't check on this this old dog. You know, at any normal time, you don't watch him when he's outside, when you know he has a potential to run away. And when you know, when you know he is he is right by a highway. And could get hit by a car so easily. That is what pisses me off the most about some of these people. When you see these posts of the same damn dogs over and over and over, it shows, they keep going, well, my kid let the dog out of the house or this or that. You know what? You need to do something about that then. You need to put up a gate, do something to minimize your dog having access to running out the front door. When you let your dog outside, be out there with them if you have to. Train them not to run away. But don't just say, here you go, go outside, you got a collar on, the collar is going to babysit you. Because you know what? Fence collars fail. I like fence collars. I think they, the perimeter collars work really good, typically. But they can still fail. It's technology. Technology can fail. You need to keep your dogs, you need to just keep paying attention to your dogs. You need to know where they are. I let my dog out. I know he's not going to go anywhere. And we have a fenced-in yard. But you know what? I'm still watching him. Yeah, I might look at my phone, putz around, do this, but I'm keeping an eye on him. I'm not going to be like, good luck, bud, see you in an hour. It's irresponsible, especially for dogs who have the ability to wander or the desire to wander. And it's not even the fact that, oh, something could happen to the dog. That, to me, is is a high priority of, yeah, this dog could get hit by a car and could die or get severely injured or whatever. The other thing, and I know I've mentioned this prior in different podcast episodes, the another big thing to me is the impact it's going to put on somebody who hits your dog this old couple who got him off the highway they said oh we almost hit him we almost hit him so we brought him you know we pulled over and got him what if they would have hit him what kind of emotional toll does that take on those people and this is what pisses me off so bad is that 
these these perpetual runners and stuff they just the owners know this is a problem and they continue to just ignore it or they try to put a solution to it but you know what it's not working it clearly isn't working you need to do something different because if that dog gets hit by a car it's devastating that this dog or any dog is going to be killed because they get hit by a car or whatever or worse could get eaten by bears and coyotes and wolves and crap that we have living on our area but the impact it could have on the people that hit him, that had to try to save him, it's not fair. It's not fair. And again, I don't put this on Hank. I don't get mad when I see Hank. I don't get mad at Hank when I see Hank when I see Hank. Because I like him. I get mad at the owners. Why does this keep happening? Why do I go on Facebook and I start to see these same dogs over and over and over? So look, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't want to be those people, no, you don't. You know what? If your dog runs away, accidents happen right dog slips out the front door accidents happen so you want to do your best you want to keep a you want to keep if you don't have a fence you need to keep an eye on them you need to keep a line on them you need to do something right if you, or if you have invisible fences you can do that as well you need to have some sort of containment you need to have a safety system to be able to keep your dog safe if your dog likes to bolt out front doors then you need to come up with a system that's going to make that not possible meaning maybe we're going to put gates up we're going to block something off. We're going to lock the front door and not let our kid accidentally open it up. There's things that can be done. And this time of year, dogs are going to start to run more and more because the weather's getting so nice and they're spending more time outside because owners like their dogs to just live outside. I don't understand it. But, like I said, he's not the only one. We've had dogs in our neighborhood go running and missing. But you know what? I will say that we had a neighbor whose dog went running and missing and he think, I think he might have done it twice after that second time i was like you know we need to make sure he stays safe we don't want to lose him you know we don't want him to die anything like that after that he hasn't gone running and i think the owner's done a really good job of managing him keeping him at home because you know what it's heartbreaking right like most of us love our dogs like i'm not saying they don't love hank they probably love the hell out of him he's a cool dog but there is a flaw in their system that could be absolutely devastating to more than just them and more than just Hank. And that, to me, is what pisses me off the most. It's what grinds my gears. No, just kidding. If you know, if you watch Family Guy, you get that reference. If not, well, then I just said a really corny something, and I've sidetracked into whatever. Anyways, but I want you guys to just think about, think about your dog. Think about, do you trust them to be loose outside? And if the answer is no, then just keep an eye on them. Watch them, manage them. And I have a feeling the people who listen to this podcast probably do that. They probably have good dogs. But if you have neighbors, friends, whatever, who aren't, secretly send them this podcast. Let them listen to it. Or just send it to them publicly and be like, this is your face. This is you. Um, But keep this stuff in mind, guys. As the weather starts to get nicer, keep your dogs home. Because honestly, and I don't know if this is just my area, I am finding, though, that people on social media are getting very tired of all the, have you seen my dog or whose dog is this posts? And we don't want that. We want that community to be able to and willing to help us find our dogs when they accidentally go missing. And it's not going to happen if we keep burning out all of our, all of our tries, right? People are going to get tired. Oh, another dog missing. Oh, my God. You know, like in town, in, in, a, in we live kind of between two towns. We live in a small town. 
But in a different town real close to us, it's Weekly. There's a dog that Weekly goes missing. Hey, whose black and white dog is this? You know, and the other thing that really pisses me off too is like, I like to have my dog out in my front yard. You know, he's he's loose. He's controlled. He knows his boundaries. He listens to me. He's super trained. But if I let him out and there's another dog that's in our yard, he might try to fight him or he might get in a fight with that other dog. Like, especially if your dog's not friendly, don't, don't let him run. You know, and unfortunately, like where we live, there's a farm mentality. So we get wanderers. We get like these Pyrenees and stuff that are just like left to take care of their farms and, and they just wander around and they end up popping up in our development or whatever. And I don't like that either. I hate that. You know, we need to change our, our, our mentality of this stuff. You know, we need to keep our dogs and, and not that I'm going to go on a separate rant, but you know what? I am not a fan of outdoor cats. I think cats belong in the house. Maybe they can go outside and hang out with you just like a dog. Like I would train them, teach them just like a dog. You know, if you want to go outside, it's under my supervision. I'm not going to let you just outside and you can go wander because they get into wildlife. Like we have pheasants and stuff out here and I don't like seeing stray cats running around eating that stuff. You know, I like our birds, our pheasants. I like our, our, our animals that are, are wild and should be there. Not invasive like cats and dogs. Anyways, guys, that's it for my rant. I'm done. Make sure your dogs are staying safe at home. And you know what? Like, teach your dog a reliable recall. Contact us. Do one-on-one training with us if you need help. Contact a trainer. Do just anybody. Get help. If you're having issues with recalls, get help. That's what they're there to do. You need to have reliable recalls, good control of your dog, and that'll help alleviate a lot of these issues. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully it wasn't too ranty. I tried to keep myself fairly even keeled. Keeled? Yeah. I think I swore like three times. That's a pretty damn four times uh, good effort for me. So anyway, guys, hopefully this was helpful. Like I said before, check us out on dogtrainingacademy.com. You can check out our podcast, Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. You can find that anywhere you find podcasts. Well, you already know that you're listening to this. Thank you guys so much. And I promise, I promise I will try to put another one up next week and be back to weekly as long as my schedule allows. If it doesn't happen, I assure you, I will let you guys know when we go on our summer break uh, and when we'll start back up. It is not yet. We still have more episodes to do. So thank you guys so much for listening. And of course, like always, sometimes, maybe we'll see you next week.